Wine and Shine Podcast, Episode 26. I still think there's that inner badass inside of everyone that can kind of be unleashed and needs to be unleashed in order to come to full potentials. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are so excited to talk to celebrity and personal trainer, Danielle Pacenti. She's out in Los Angeles and has her own personal training business, Pacenti PT. You can find her as the lead trainer for the 30-Day Fat Burn Series on the BeFit YouTube channel. Uh, You can also see her in Shape Magazine, doing fitness modeling for brands like Nike, Adidas, Skechers. She's kind of everywhere. Mm -hmm. And she's got really great resources on her website that we'll reference in the show. Um, A really neat training guide that you can get and kind of take your fitness to the next level. I was really inspired after our call to go into the closet, get out my weights, dust them off, and to start moving. I know like me and Liz have talked about that we have kind of some routines in our exercise that we do throughout the week, but she really inspired us to go the next level and really get some things done. Yeah. One thing I haven't thought about for us that, you know, we should have thought about when we talked to almost 30 is that, well, we're almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> and and metabolism starts to slow and things kind of start to change. So she has some really good advice for kind of getting into that next age bracket and some of the changes that happen with your body and kind of how to get around them and still take your fitness into whatever decade you're moving into or however your body is changing. You know what I really loved that she pointed out in the interview? And we didn't even comment on it, Liz. And I really wanted to. Was she said, like, she doesn't, think it's an excuse just to say, this is old age or, you know, this is just happening because I'm getting older. It's when our body starts to do things, it's time to say, well, we need to treat it differently Mm -hmm. or we need to exercise it differently. Because what do we do that's the same from when we were like eight years old? Such a good point. Except take naps for me. (laughs) Yeah. Keep taking those naps. That's a good piece of self-care. We just really enjoyed this conversation with Danielle and we hope that you guys find a lot of good information in here just to either continue exercising the way you're doing and just motivate you or maybe to inspire you to jump off the couch and try something new. Definitely. So before we get into the interview, let's talk Kara Vitamins. Yeah, love Kara Vitamins. We are so happy that we have stumbled upon them and that they are willing to sponsor the podcast. We're just really impressed with the way that they provide quality vitamins from wholesome ingredients. They're research-based. And I love that they care about tailoring the supplements to your individual body. So you just hop onto their website and you take a quick questionnaire and it just lets you know what supplements and what vitamins are good for your body. I know Liz and I have about five different ones that are coming in the mail here soon. We can't wait to try them. They come They'll in the be most- everywhere. When we, when we get them, yes. we're going to put them all over Instagram. You will see. If you guys have any questions about like how to order or what we think, please DM us on Instagram. Just let us know your thoughts. We are really excited to try out these products. We've heard so many good things. Um, Vitamins are so important. I know like everyone's like, oh, take your vitamins, but really and truthfully, like especially for women, B-complex is so good for our stress levels. Omega-3 is so good for inflammation. There's so many different things we can take just to aid what our body naturally wants to do. And not only that, but go a step beyond just taking your vitamin and take high quality vitamins. Yes. It's about how they're processed. It's about the ingredients that go in them. It's about the research that they're very transparent about on their Mm -hmm. website, those studies that have been done. So there's so much integrity and just scientific backing behind what they put into their products that I'm truly, I know I'm honored to work with them. So if you want to head on over to their website, takecareof.com, you can get your first month subscription of your personalized vitamins for half off if you use the code SHINE. And that's all we got for you guys. We really hope you enjoy this episode with Danielle Pacenti. So was Almost 30 your first podcast? I thought you guys knew each other. You were so, like your conversation was so natural. I thought you guys had known each other for a long time. That was, okay, I shouldn't say that was like the first time 
we met by any means. Um, but we had been like communicating via text and mm-hmm. email for a long time. So um, before I went on, I think the first time I went on was in January. No, it was in December and I hadn't actually met them in person, but then we recorded in person for the last one. So that's probably the one you guys heard. Yes, that is the one I listened to. We just did like a super mini episode in December. And then from December on, it's kind of history with the friendship, like things just flowed. And now we're really like, we're all three of us are really close. So that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, they've been, they've been great. I really loved that episode There was just so many little golden nuggets sprinkled throughout the whole episode. I think that's how I started talking to you is because I messaged you after it and was like, I love this episode. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And like, you never know what it'll sound like when you record. Yeah. And I think I get in my own head where I'm like, oh my God, did I say everything I wanted to say? Were we just like laughing the whole time and messing around? Like, I don't even... Oh my gosh. And so it's always nice. It's always nice to have feedback like that. And I so appreciate that. And I think it's great what you girls are doing. So of course, I'm just like all about supporting um, female entrepreneurs. So, Well, can you give our listeners a little background on who you are and how you started your wellness journey and how you got into fitness? Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I was an athlete my entire life, like from pretty much for age four on into college. And I sustained an injury in college that pretty much would end like any athletic career if I wanted to pursue anything. Um, And so I had to rehab myself and pretty much figure out what I was going to do with my life to sum it up in a nutshell. And as an athlete, it was kind of just like, okay, I know sports, Mm -hmm. I know athletics. And so how can I what can I do while still being passionate about it? Like I was passionate about being an athlete, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I decided to... I, I, someone had brought up sports modeling to me and in my brain, it sounded terrible. I was like, I don't <laughs> want to be a model. Like <laughs> that sounds terrible. And all I knew was like the mainstream modeling and I just knew I didn't want to be a model. Like I runway model? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much like posy kind of runway model. And it just wasn't something I was super interested in. But then when I actually learned there was an entire industry dedicated to athletic modeling and sports modeling, I was totally blown away by everything I learned when I first got into the business. So that was like right after college, I went to a fitness um, model convention or conference. And from that point on, I just learned so much about that industry that I I thought, okay, I could do this, but I can't be in Arizona. I'm originally from Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't be here doing that because the industry isn't really here. So I decided to just pick up and move to LA. And I had like zero plan, no plan at all. I just said, okay, make this work with the money you got for graduation. And like, just do it. Do it now while you're young. That is so, so such a good story. That is such a good story. It's like, I just than I could ever be. Yep. Picked up and went like with a bag on my back and I went to LA. Literally, literally a U-Haul with like anything I did have from my college yeah. room or whatever. And I was just like, all right, let's go. Let's do this, you know? So what did you do in college? So in college, like, what did I do yeah, like, as what an did athlete? You- well, did you... So you didn't go to school for fitness. It was something... No, not at all. I So I was a psychology major, which is something that had interest me forever and ever. Like, I knew I was interested in psychology from a very young age. Um, and even through high school, I had um, a psych teacher that just blew my mind. Like, she was so amazing at what she did. And so that's what interested me in that department. But I also knew in my head so well that I was not going to be a successful psychologist unless mm-hmm. I put in like a minimum a minimum of eight years in college. Yeah. yeah. Minimum to even make anything as a psychologist. So that turned me away because I hate school. Oh my gosh, same. So same. much. <laughs> like I hated, I just, everything about it homework, turning in assignments, being really? d- studying things you you actually didn't care about and nor did they pose any life anything for mm-hmm. me. Like, you know what I mean? No, I completely but, with yeah. you on that. Did you find that that background, that foundation in psychology 
helped you like in your athletic journey? Like they're so related. The two, it's I mean, true. Athleticism is so mental. I, I totally agree. And I think it did help me. I, I will say like my headspace in college was just super immature. Mm-hmm. So I was just making Aren't like terrible all? decisions. <laughs> I, know. I, know. I know. I was just making like dumb decisions that I knew psychoanalytically, I was like, what are you doing? But I was too young to actually process making a better decision, you yeah. know? Why do we <laughs> all realize this after the fact? Like the things Time we sight. know now, if we just would have I known know. in college, our lives would have been so much better off. I say that every day. I'm like, if I just would have known how to eat as an athlete, I probably would have been so much better. (laughs) Like I I actually probably may have gone pro or something. As dramatic as that sounds, I was a good athlete, but I also did not take care of my body. I did not work out any additional than what I already was doing at practice. And I ate like absolute crap. So (laughs) So what sports did you play? I know you said you played before college, right? And when did the injury happen? When was the injury? So yeah, the injury was in freshman year. Oh my gosh, of okay. so soon. So yeah, it kind of just like ruined it from there. But I've been, a, I was an athlete so early on in my life that that was probably a good ending point, to, mm-hmm. if I'm being completely honest. Because I started um, competitive swimming when I was four years old. Like my parents stuck me in the pool at four. I did that for 16 years. I was a gymnast for probably seven and went competed up to level eight. So I was very competitive in all these different sports. And then I ran track and field. Wow. And when I quit, when I quit gymnastics, which was a really tough decision, but I had zero social life as a multi-sport mm-hmm. athlete. Like I had no life. I was eat, sleep, breathe, practice. Um, when I wasn't swim practice, I was at gymnastics practice at night. I get home, I do my homework, I wake up, I go to swim practice. I like it was just one after another. Yeah. And so that was just it, it's really hard on your body, A, but B, it was hard for me to make decisions as a kid because I didn't know like if I were to have known that, I would have just quit every sport except for swimming because I was really good at that. And I think I could have gone way further. But at the time I was like, Ooh, I want to try gymnastics or I want to be on the cheer team. I want to do track and field. And so the decision-making was just a little skewed. And I did end up choosing cheerleading in the end, which is what the injuries Mm. was sustained um, during college cheerleading. Um, and it was just real, it was a bad back injury that put me out for a year. So I couldn't actually do any physical activity for a whole year other than rehab. So at that time, were you kind of like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to like not do sport? Did you ever have that thought in your head? Like, am I just going to not do sports anymore? Or were you like, I'm going to find something that is going to keep my athletic side in my life? Like, what did you think when that happened? I, I honestly thought I could come back at the moment it happened. I was like, this isn't that bad. You got this girl. But as the year went on of me rehabbing, I, I think I did even try to join like a club cheer team when I got back to Arizona. Cause I just, I transferred home. I was on scholarship. I lost my scholarship. So I was like, well, I'm Mm. not gonna have my mom pay like out of state tuition. Right. Right. If I'm not, if it's not funded. And so I, I ended up coming back home and that's when I realized maybe I should be a coach instead. Like maybe that would fill the void. And so I did that um, for the last three years of college. I also worked a job as a coach and that kind of replaced the practices in my brain. I was like, I'm still, you know, I'm coaching these girls. They're going to be awesome. They're going to win. And so like that will fill my void. And it totally did though. Like it it filled a different void and Mm -hmm. I was still active on my own. I just wasn't competing anymore, but I was a coach. So it was still very competitive as a coach. Yeah, it's a lot like be so I wanted to be a performer forever. Like I was like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be a singer. And I still sing, <laughs> like I still perform, but I went into teaching and it definitely did fulfill it's like the same thing as coaching. It fulfilled a different part of me and it was really rewarding and in just a different aspect. So I can completely yes. see how that filled the void for you when you started coaching. Yeah, it to- it does. And working with younger girls too, I think it was cool for me to see that I was motivating to them because I just would have never thought coming out of college or even still in college, like 
in my brain, I was a hot mess. So how was I even um, an inspiration to anyone else? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, it definitely does. But it's like every time you're on the other side of things, like you don't, we don't even know like the things we say, how inspirational they are to our younger generation. They look up to us so much. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember thinking... I never remember looking at a teacher or a coach or anything and being like, oh, they're a hot mess. I don't pay, uh, I didn't pay I attention. I actually do or... remember a couple where really? I've been like, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> like, I do remember thinking that some of them were a definite hot mess. And I can't believe you don't have one person in your history of teaching that you thought. I wasn't thinking about them in that way. I was just like, thank you for educating me. I don't know. Liz is the good person. Liz is a great I person like if you school. haven't figured I it know. out. I, I, I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like I am a good person, but I'm constantly like psychoanalyzing people. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm always like, what, what is happening right now? I love that you said, I think I am a good person because... I think I am a good person too. And that yeah, makes me, you are. That makes me sound really bad for just, being like, yeah, I thought people were no, a hot mess. Just because you're not a nerd that likes school and didn't think teachers were hot messes like me. Yeah, Liz also really loved school. And I think it's cool that you just didn't... I think that sometimes like there are people that just like you were really into athletics and sports and fitness and that's now where you take in your career. And not all of yeah. us have that school brain. I mean, not that we're not good at it. I don't think, but it's like some of us just don't enjoy passions or elsewhere. Yeah. No, I just didn't enjoy it. Like, and, the, and the crazy thing is I was like wildly good at it mm-hmm. and had like what crazy GPAs and graduated college in three years instead of four. Wow. Get kindergarten, like all this crap. And not to say that in a bragging matter, but it's just amazing to me that I didn't enjoy it when I was good at it. Like I hated it. And I think I hated the pressure of constantly being held to my highest was like, you can never get a B, Danielle. Never, ever, ever can you get a B. And so I would go through school all like that, just overachieving, Mm -hmm. overachieving, overachieving that it was so exhausting. I was like, oh my gosh. Did you do that to yourself or was it outside pressure? I don't really know. I I would feel bad saying like my mom, my mom pretty much raised me um, because my dad passed away when I was younger, but I Mm -hmm. feel like my mom never held us to insane standards. So Mm -hmm. I don't really know where it came from. She would give us rewards for good report cards. So maybe I was very externally driven by that. But it also, I think as time went on and I wasn't getting rewards anymore, I could have easily been like, well, F this, I'm done. Yeah. But I didn't. I continued to hold myself to that like 4.0, 4.0, 4.0. So that's probably why you are so successful exactly. in what you're doing now. I think that some people, I don't even necessarily think it has to be outside forces. There's just some of us with that. I don't know if you want to call it a type A personality or what, but it's like, I have to do, 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 and I have to do my best. And if I don't, then then I you just almost feel disappointed in yourself because you know what you're capable of. A hundred percent. And I do operate like that in my life now, even though it's not school driven, it's still very like, have to be at my best, continue to push like almost that next level good, you know? So you kind of have this belief system that everyone has an inner athlete inside of them. Is that kind of where that comes from? You think? Yeah, I think just um, when I work with clients and ever since I've worked with my very first client, you know, I think it's just kind of realizing an athlete in most people's eyes or like when we watch the Olympics, it's almost this whole come together thing where everyone can agree. These are unbelievable athletes. They work their asses off. Mm -hmm. They practice. They're dedicated. They don't have socialized, you know, whatever it is, everyone can kind of agree on, on that one like everyone can agree that an athlete is someone who works hard. And so for me, I'm trying to break the barrier between like, well, why can't you be an athlete? If that's someone you look up to, even though you aren't in a sport or signed up or going to trials or whatever, I still think there's that inner badass inside of everyone that Mm -hmm. can kind of be unleashed and needs to be unleashed in order to come to full potential. So, you know, most clients would maybe come to me and they're low self-esteem and they don't feel good about themselves. And I'm just trying to say, hey, I know there's something better inside of you and I want to push it and like pull it out of you so that you can see what about us you are. 
you know? I love that. I think that I've heard a lot that using your body and and moving and exercise is like, so it triggers something in your brain or in your psychology, I guess, that just like lights you up and just makes you believe in yourself. Do you find that to be true? Yeah. I mean, as, as cliche as it is, exercise gives you endorphins. I yeah. mean, it's true. It's true. I think um, for me, my whole life, working out maybe necessarily didn't always make me feel good as an athlete. Uh, there were many times I came home from practice and I, I hated it. Mm-hmm. But now more than ever, I enjoy moving my body to just move it and do exactly what I want to do. So I'm not held to a certain standard. I'm not held to this trick or that trick or or a, a certain set during practice. It's just kind of what do I want to do today that makes me feel good? And it will always include exercise because I feel like exercise is the staple to good health and happiness. I truly do believe that. I believe that too. Oh, I, I know from experience. I forced myself to go for a run today and I did not feel like doing it before I left. I was like, I really just don't. I honestly could have taken a nap. I was so close to taking a nap. And then I looked at the clock and I was like, well, I'm not recording for another hour and a half. That means I can go on a 30 minute run. And of course, when I come back, I'm like, oh, this feels great. I have time to shower. I'm done with my workout. Now I can do my recording. Like it felt so good. Like, what do you say to people that maybe just need to step outside the door that need to just move their body in any way and just get started? How do you motivate them? I always say, um, do it for the after. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems a little bit, you know, some people may be like, well, I can't get there if I don't feel that way already. But I constantly visualize in my head what I am going to feel like after it happens. Yeah. Because the truth is, we're all human. Like, even I sometimes don't want to get up and do it. But I also know that by doing that one thing, I'm, it's going to feel better mind and body afterward. So I always tell myself, do it for that feeling. It'll be done soon. Even if it's 10 minutes, even if you're doing burpees in your living room for like five minutes, I don't care what it is, just move your body. And then when you need to stop, stop. Because every day isn't going to be 100%, but just move your body because I guarantee you'll feel better after. Yeah, that's what I have to do is just if I... I start by saying like, just run for like a few minutes. Just do something for a few minutes. And more than likely after that, I get motivated to, you know, well, I've done it for this long. I might as well like just do it a little longer. I mean, just I, I find everything and really, if you can take baby steps and look at things in really small chunks and just compound on them, it's so much easier. And then you can look back and be like, wow, I did this. This mm-hmm. is amazing. Yes. And half the time it, it is, the struggle is getting yourself there. Because honestly, how many times have you been like, I don't want to do this workout? And then no joke, five to 10 minutes into it, you're like, okay, I'm going, I'm flowing. Here yeah. we go. Completely. <laughs> and Part of it for me is stubborn. I'm like, well, I'm in it this far. Like, For some <laughs> yeah. reason for yeah. me, I feel like I get an energy kick and that's when I'm like, woo, yeah. Like I just feel great. Like it's like the endorphins all of a sudden shoot through and I'm just ready to yes. go. I don't know yes. why. It doesn't happen every time. I will say that. It doesn't happen every time. But when it does, I feel like I'm in the flow. That's for sure. Exactly. It could be music too. Like I always yeah. say... You know, most people will go out and they'll put their iPod in or they'll listen to something, even if they're like, I'm just going to go for a walk. It's almost that feeling of being disconnected from everything else you're doing. So, whether you have a full time job or whatever, and now you're in you time and mm-hmm. you zone. So, maybe you want to stay in that zone a little longer. And so, that's what kind of keeps people going is to just stay in that mind frame for a little while longer. Yeah, it's almost turning it into a meditation. And it's, I mean, it's a self-care practice and we always feel better no matter what that self-care practice is. We always feel Mm -hmm. better after we're done doing it. Yes. I love that you mentioned earlier, like whether it's doing burpees in your living room for five minutes or going on a walk, like finding something that you do that you enjoy. So what about to those people? I mean, I know that we have listeners and I have friends that they work a full-time job and then some of them have kids and they come home to kids. And then, you know, like, what do you say to those people that are like, I really wish I had the five minutes. I just don't know how to fit it in. 
I'm just going to be blunt as my, this is my kind of training style, but I think everyone has time. And I do think that's an excuse. I really do. And the reason I say that is because over the course of, um, you know, 10 years as being a trainer and having plenty of online virtual clients, I have seen the most incredible, mostly women who have insane life things going on, whether it be like, no joke, five kids or just having a baby or just dealing with the death in the family. Um, like I, I had a client before that had lost both her mother and father in seven months and wow. she's our age, you know, so you can only yeah. imagine that. But it's like, like I have seen people go through things that definitely would render an excuse, mm-hmm. right? But it's just five to 10 minutes. Like you can carve out that time. It's just a matter of you doing it and making it happen. Yeah, completely. So I get the busy thing and I get as a mom too, I understand that like those sleep hours are precious if you get them. But is 30 minutes going to necessarily make all the difference in the world or five minutes or can you do it with with your kids? Can you have someone else watch the kids for five minutes? Maybe your husband takes over for 10 and you just say, Hey, I'm going to do a 10 minute circuit in the living room. I'll Mm -hmm. be right here. So you can yell at me if you need me. Right. But here's what it is. It's almost that communication line with everyone in your life saying like, Hey, this is a priority to me. That includes your husband or your sister or brother or anyone who is going to support you in that endeavor. You just need to say it out loud and then practice it so that they know, okay, this is her 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And I need to give that to her because that's what makes her feel good. So I just think that carving out the time and planning is what needs to happen when people say they don't have time. And especially now, since workouts are so accessible Mm -hmm. in your living room, in your bedroom, at work, I mean, I'm all about finding solutions. So if you... if you know, if any of your listeners do go follow me on Instagram, they're going to notice that it's like, there shouldn't be an excuse. Just find a way to make it happen in your everyday life. That's what my program is all about. That's what I preach is just, if you don't have the equipment, not a problem. If you're not in a place you can work out, not a problem. I'll give you a solution. Oh my gosh. I love that. So much. Yeah. I love that. Well, I just, I'm feeling everything you're saying. And it's, I mean, that's, how I try and view it. And I think that's how you try and view it too, Liz. It's like, if you have, if I have 10 minutes, maybe I just start by doing some silly crunches on the floor, or maybe I'll just do a downward dog and a chaturanga. And then like, you know what I mean? And then before I know it, it grows to a little bit more. And there's so many varieties of working out now. Like, and I'll say for me, like, I'll just be honest with myself and my life. I say all the time, I don't, I'm trying not to say it because it's a stupid expression. Like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I do have time. I don't make time. Like, I have time to watch stupid YouTube videos (laughs) for 15 minutes. Exactly. I have time to get on and catch up on late night on YouTube or watch, you know, reruns of Parks and Recreation on Netflix, like, or Pinterest or do whatever. Like, I just am not prioritizing when I choose to do that, which... I've been better about recently prioritizing fitness more. I I look at my habits and I it's it doesn't match what I'm saying when I say I'm too busy. So, I mean, I think people should be honest. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but you know, be honest and and determine like do you really not have time? Yeah. 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 That's what I think and I I I think you just pinned that right on is like it's not that I'm I'm not sympathetic to reasons, but the no time one is not something I'm sympathetic to. But by you saying like, you know, it's I, I just really don't like it. I don't like not that you're saying that. I'm saying if people say I really just don't like to work out. If I was I'm going being honest, to. So I was going to ask like you about it? that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's like. And and to that I say, um, ease yourself into things you only like when it comes to workouts. So instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to sign up for the six-week program and I'm going to be a total badass at the end of it. Let's go. Because then you're holding yourself to such a high standard off the bat. Whereas if you just say, hey, um, I kind of like going for walks. Okay, I'll go for a walk every day. Start there. Mm -hmm. Start at the places you know you like that are foolproof. 
don't jump to that like Shanti insanity. Let's get it. That's <laughs> great. I'm sorry, but you're not going to get it and you're going to be really pissed. So <laughs> it's kind of like um, easing into it, easing into the things that you love when it comes to fitness. And if it's if it doesn't seem as fitnessy to you, it's okay because moving your body is the ultimate goal. So whatever mm-hmm. that looks like for you. That's where my husband's at right now. Like he's, so he's, I've always been into physical activity. Like I've always exercised in some capacity. It changes what I do, but um, Mm -hmm. he's just getting into doing any, I mean, I hate to be like, he's just now doing anything, but he, growing up, he didn't do that. He did band, he did a lot of other stuff, but he just didn't, that wasn't a a thing for him. So it's been, I've tried to do that with him. Be like, what do you, what do you like to do? And he's like, I think I like, kind of running sort of. So I'm trying to get him to like sample a few different things or what are your suggestions for someone that like, what's a good way to sample all these different, like go to a gym and try some classes or what's the best way to find your style? Totally. I always say like, this is what I'll tell people. I'll say, write down a list of five things that are intriguing to you Hmm. workout wise. So maybe it's like boxing, spinning, running, boot camp class and yoga. And then um, Google places in your area because likely they will have seven-day trials of anything um, or at least a one-day pass for free that you can actually go try it. And then I say to that person, now go try them all and decide which ones you like, which ones you didn't like, and then consider maybe the one you like, maybe you do want to invest and maybe you do want to get a membership to the yoga studio because you like to do that. Um, chances are you're not going to like all five. So I always say, don't look at it as an investment. Like, oh my God, now I'm going to have to buy five studio memberships. <laughs> That's crazy. you know. But at least then you you have a starting point. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to say, I've never thought of that. Like tell them to go check out all the free... I mean, because I know they do it. I've done like boxing for mm-hmm. free. Um, or uh, Groupon's a great way to get discount true. classes. Mm-hmm. I've done Groupon. And that's, I think, how I found hip hop was I went to Groupon or something. Yes. Groupon and ClassPass are great. But, uh, but you would be surprised. Call and ask because most places will have trials. They'll have um, one, three, seven seven-day trials. Sometimes they'll even be like a month unlimited for yoga classes for like 20 bucks or something. And I live in LA, so things are usually really expensive around here. But I swear for the first year I lived here, I took all free yoga classes because I hopped around to each studio and did their seven-day free trial. And by the time I hit like the end of my studio tour... I was like, oh no, now I have to pay. Now this I have to terrible. actually put the money into it. This thing I've ever heard. It's a really great idea. What are your yeah. go-to workouts? What are your favorite things? Um, well, I do train pretty pretty consistent to like what I put out there on Instagram. So mm-hmm. a lot of high-intensity interval training, and I do a lot of my own program workouts. I do think yoga has been something I've been trying to incorporate once a week just for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as an athlete working out so intensely all these years, I've never once taken it slow or uh, stretched my body appropriately. So that's been something I've been trying to get better at. Um, Other than that, I take I love taking boot camp classes. So Barry's boot camp, Soul Cycle, F forty five, just different classes around my neighborhood. And running is always amazing when you live by the beach. So I can't complain about that. It's very nice just to like get outside and um, even go for walks or run. So those are the things I really enjoy are my long runs, my long walks, and then my HIIT training at a gym. Awesome. I loved when I was in LA uh, riding the bikes along Santa Monica Beach. I know that's such yes. probably a touristy thing to do, but I did it and I loved it and it was so much fun. And then we just, like you said, we just went on a walk and I was like, I could do this every day. And then I came back to Ohio. It, I know. I know. Come back. Come I know. Back. <laughs> and the Soul Cycle class, it was my first Soul Cycle class. And I feel like it was a game changer. I still have not found a soul cycle here in Columbus. And I know I we have millions. Have. Well, well it's not soul, soul cycle, cycle, but it's cycle. They have cycle here. I sent you a link, boo. You did? Right. You did? I did. I texted you a link. I was like, did I respond? The... No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I probably didn't see it. What? Is it like just a, a regular cycle studio? Was it? I don't know. See, I don't know what soul cycle is because I haven't been. So what makes it soulified? 
I don't know oh, because yeah. I've never been to a it's, regular one. So all I know is okay. that. Oh no, that's actually so bad for you because Wait, you can never go soul. to do anything. Oh no. Well, yeah, you, it, it's almost like um have you ever been to like a hotel and you get an upgrade or something and then you're like, "Oh my god, I can never come back here oh, because that was I can so never regular." It's kind of like you went to the mecca of all spin studios where it's like the best instructor and the best class. And so now when <laughs> yeah. you go and experience something different, um, I did it in reverse. So I've been to like 20 spin studios I really hated and despised. Yeah. And I ended that at Seoul. And I was like, oh, I like spinning, but only at Seoul. <laughs> where do you go in LA for Soul Cycle? So for so well, my my location is Santa Monica, but oh, okay. I do prefer to take Lindsay's class. That's Man, just, I've heard good yeah. things. That's the one I did. It's there's no yeah. going back. I'm telling you, she was so inspiring. She was totally. like just the way she was. This sounds weird, but the way she was like moving when she was riding the bike and like yes, motivating yes. us. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. This is so intense. And I'm on another level right now. I've been to a a class where like they have like it's almost like you're racing people no it wasn't that it wasn't like like I could see like who was in first place and I was like I'm gonna get you number 25 I I know what you're talking about Liz so there every studio does it very differently um and I know what you're talking about those are totally fine as well I think what makes it solified to go back to your <laughs> measure, it's like it's it's hard to explain. And I think any person that would take SoulCycle will be like, I can't explain it. Just go do it. But it's it's the lights. It's the dimmed lighting. Yes. It's the smacking of the lights to turn them off. And this is all going to sound so foreign, Liz. But you know, they hit the lights off during certain beats of the song and then they flip them back on yes. and you're in like this mood lighting with candles and then the instructor's like screaming. And Is it like a club? It sounds like I'm picturing it, like, it a, kind of, like a rave. It kind, kind of was. It kind of feels like you're on an hour where you're just, you're in your own dimension, right? So you're not really looking around at other people, but they're all in it with you and you're all kind of like bobbing to the beat. And Mm -hmm. then you're looking at the instructor and they're, you know, they'll turn on a slower song and they'll just like ride you through this intense um, mental situation where whether it's been like a message. Exactly. Where it'd been like a message they looked up before and they were like, you know, I really want to share this with my writers and that this perfect song that would sync to this perfect mental message and yes. you're just feeling it, you're in it. So it's it's not, it's very rare for instructors to really be able to um, get that point through without coming across as super fake. Like the one that's reading a quote from their cell phone and you're just like, all right, I'm not, not feeling this. Yeah. It was definitely, it brought out the soul. It was soulified. Well, I'm going to have to make yes. the hours trek to LA. <laughs> Just get up, take, Yeah. And experience I'm so this. surprised you guys don't have um, a soul cycle there. I don't think, I mean, we can Google, but I'm pretty sure we don't. When we get off the call, we'll Google and we'll message you yeah. if we have one in Columbus. Because I know you'll be dying to know after this call yeah. if we have yeah. one. So that when I you come I... to Columbus, Ohio, inevitably, <laughs> you I'm can go. I'm booking my ticket as we see. <laughs> Make sure you come in January. It's really great. <laughs> the coldest of you all know. of the months. You know what's funny is I've never actually been to Ohio. And I really? swear I've been to almost everywhere. So it's just weird. I've not been there. Well, it's actually a great state in its own little cold, um, silly, sweet Midwestern way. It's a very passionate state. I mean, Columbus is very passionate about being Columbus. Because well, we have and Ohio the, State, so people get obnoxious. Yeah, I just feel like... A hundred percent. I really do like people from the Midwest. Like, I like people from Ohio. I think that they're good, kind people. Oh, me too. Everyone I've met from Ohio, anyone I've met from the Midwest in LA, I immediately flock to because I just don't necessarily jive with like people from LA. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm going to get so much crap for saying that, but that's okay. I'm owning it. I am owning it. I said it and I'm cool with it. It's out there on the interwebs (laughs) for all to hear. So on a side note, how do you incorporate diet with all of the fitness that you do? What are your ideas and your concepts on how to eat? Yeah, so I I just am very, I eat very balanced, I would say. Um, I still love the things I love and I won't, I'm not willing to give them up or 
you know, eat super strict, but I just believe in such a balanced diet and truly like that 80, 20 rule or, you know, maybe a little bit more than 80 for the, the clean eating aspect. But I try to focus on ingredients more than like calorie count or Mm -hmm. macros or any of that. I just want to put good things in my body because I know that that makes me feel good um, personally. And I notice like as I get later into my 20s and 30s and our metabolisms are changing, I notice there are certain foods that really don't make me feel good and they're not having good effects on my body. So I'm very in tune with that and I try to just tweak it as I get older. Um, because it's true, our metabolisms do change, and we're not going to be invincible forever, and you know, have these bodies that we can just feed whatever to. So I try to do, um, I try to stick to protein and good carbs, vegetables, whole grains. Um, I try to stay away from refined stuff, mm-hmm. but of course, I'm human, so there are some things I like. Is there anything in particular that you're like, mm, this is just? my little secret and I love this and I can't give it up ever? Um, I can't say that anymore. I used to have a lot of foods like that, but I'm, I feel like I'm really coming into the next level yeah. of my nutrition where it's like, I, I feel like I can go without it. Do I want to? Not really, but I should probably cycle on and off of that one thing. I, I think for a long time for me, it was like peanut M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Um, I love <laughs> peanut protein. M&Ms. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I justify it with the nut in the middle. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think peanut M&Ms have been such a staple for me. But I also know just in more recent times, I've come to notice like, in mass quantities, it's just so not good for your body, especially when you shock your body, when you don't eat it all the time and then you eat it and you eat it in mass quantities. It's so bad for your metabolism. And so I can't say right now that there's a food I can't live without. I would say the closest thing to that would be coffee, but Mm. I mean, that's not even that bad, you know? Mm -hmm. I've been trying to wean off of it myself. Me too. Me too. It's difficult. I have this expression. So when it comes to losing weight in, you know, specifically, I've heard this expression, abs are made in the kitchen. Yes. Is that true, do you think? Because I always get kind of discouraged when I like put a lot of energy and effort into exercise. And then I see something like on Pinterest, some motivational quote, like it's all about what you eat. And I'm like... Poop. Can I just run it off? Yeah. Um. You know, I I do believe this, actually. I actually think you don't need to work out if you ate super clean. Mm. And that is true. But but that is harder to do in most people's brain than Mm -hmm. just working out. But people use working out as a mechanism to say, well, I worked out so I can eat this. And that's where it gets really... um, it can get into a really sticky situation in that because you're constantly justifying. And typically for people, that means either breaking even or worse, um, gaining weight yeah. because they're eating more calories. So yeah, I mean, to to answer your question, I definitely think that it's just important to put the right foods into your body. But technically, you don't have to be training like a beast if you are doing those things because you're going to see results on a clean diet. That's true. I feel like there's almost two different points. It's like working out number one to make you feel better, just to like boost your self-confidence and give you energy and just make you feel amazing. But then I know like you train celebrities, am I right? In LA. And so it's like, then isn't there that side of like needing to look a certain way and feeding your body and working out in tandem so that you have the abs that you want or whatever abs. They're never going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, never say never. One day we'll have mega abs. (laughs) The older I get, the less convinced I am I'll ever have abs. Maybe. (laughs) I think, but it's such a, um, it's such an intense process to get abs. Yeah. It's not as easy as people make it seem. And to be honest, I don't know if I weren't in this industry, if I'd be like rocking abs all the time. It's just like, it keeps me motivated because it's my job. But at the same time, like how hard do you really want to work? That's what I always say for the abs thing. Like 
you will have to put in that extra work. So don't just think it comes with like one or the other. Like you got to be doing both kind of like full throttle pretty seriously, you know? I can think of three or four people I follow on Instagram from LA that have rock solid abs. And I always look at them. I mean, you're included in that. (laughs) But I always look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's a dream. It's a dream and a far off land for me. I just want to feel toned. That's really what it is for me. I just want to feel good in my body and I want to put on my bathing suit in the summer and just feel confident. That's what it is. I think what what um, it comes down to ultimately is like definitely tightening up diet when you yeah. want to see tone or muscle, but also um, changing up your workouts. Like maybe for you, you say, okay, I like running. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. But what is the workout that's going to create change for you? Probably something that's not super comfortable, whether it be like circuit training or, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to go to the gym and I want you to lift heavy weights on your legs. And you're going to be like, but I don't want to do that. Those are the things you almost need to like run towards and do because that's what your body is going to see most change. If you're continuing to do um, the same things at our age, our body is so used to it that our metabolism is never being challenged. It's almost like, okay, sense. I know, I know what you're doing. I know what you're going to put in me. I know what you're going to feed me. So change it up. Changing it up can all can yield really great results, both nutrition wise and in the gym. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the 30-day fat burn series that you have on BeFit? Do you still do that? We saw it on your page. We also saw it on YouTube. I know that you're doing millions of other things now. Do you still do anything with BeFit? So um, BeFit, like I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for them because that was my first workout program. Okay. Yes. And people to this day are still doing it. And that has brought me so much business with my own, with launching my own product because I have all these people saying, Hey, I did your 30 day fat burn. So I'm going to buy your six week training guide, Uh, which is huge for me because it's brought about a ton of business. And it shocks me that people still are rocking and doing the 30 day fat burn like it came out yesterday when it really came out like six years ago (laughs) or however long. When we saw it, I was like, This. I think this was a long time ago that she did this. Because I know right now your new thing is your kick-ass training guide, which I heard about on the podcast. And I also was looking up um, that on your website. So yeah, tell our listeners more about that and what it can do for them. Yeah, um, about 30-day fat burn or the training guide? The training guide. Yeah, let's move to the training guide since that's what's recent. Yeah, for sure. And you can always, just to touch on 30 Day Fat Burn, you can always access that online for free. So that's nice to know um, that it's always available and people are still doing it. And the and I've programmed all those workouts pretty much myself. So they are true to the way I still train. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And then in regards to the Kick-Ass Training Guide, that, yeah, that just launched in January. And what it is, is it's a six-week um, PDF training guide that you will get sent after you purchase it. But it's a six-week training guide. And I really poured my heart and soul into this very, very systematic way to get results in six weeks. And I I toyed so many times with how long is it going to be? Is it going to be six, eight, 12, 24? You know, like how long do people want to work out? And I just had really great results with the initial test group that I did with the six-week program that I thought it's such a feasible time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've noticed most with like my customers is they're saying it's so great because I'm fully motivated the six weeks and I don't feel like it's so far out to where 12 or 24 can feel yeah. like, wow, this is a big goal. This is a lot to sign up for. Six is kind of, okay, I could have a short-term goal. Yeah. I can just see how it goes the first couple weeks. And um, it's been super rewarding because people can do it from home. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I have so many women on the program that truly are way too busy to go to the gym. They don't, they maybe can't afford a gym membership. They don't have the right equipment. And I break down in the guide every single exercise with or without equipment, equipment modifications, um, a whole, like it's 124 pages, the guide. So it's like everything (laughs) that I've ever, it is a book. I know. And it felt like a book when I was writing it. Um, 
but it's everything I've ever believed in as a trainer and practice myself. And I've always wanted to put these methods somewhere. And so I think it's super rewarding to just see it all in action and seeing that it's really working for people and that uh, people are seeing results on the guide. So it's been it's been a very rewarding process. That's awesome. So is a lot of it then, um, like what style of workout? I don't see, I'm not very familiar, but is it like, oh, like crossfitting? Not crossfitting. Not, that's like not what I want. Training? Circuit training. It's, that's the word I wanted. Yeah. It's circuit training or HIT, high intensity mm-hmm. interval training. Um, so it's a lot of HIT slash circuit training is what I say. Cause some days you will have like a pure HIT routine. And then other days you will be doing a circuit with supersets and dumbbells or uh, different, like repeating different circuits a couple times, lower body, upper body, core. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, it's a mixture between HIT and circuit training. What is CrossFit? Why did I say CrossFit? Is I mean, it, I know what CrossFit is. Isn't but... CrossFit like really high intensity? Like CrossFit is like a full style of working out. Mm. So there are certain exercises that you're doing at CrossFit that you're not going to see everywhere. Got you know? it. Um, so it's like CrossFit in my brain. I'm going to try to say this story. No, I'll just own it. I'll, I'll just own it. I really don't <laughs> Two like... Two things we're owning today. <laughs> Two things I'm owning today. I don't like people from Los Angeles. No. <laughs> and I don't like CrossFit. Your best friends are going to come up to you and be like, what? Why? Do you not like us? What and was that? Why? Why? I do a CrossFit class. Oh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, all my best friends aren't from here. So that's perfect. Um... <laughs> But CrossFit, I the reason I do not like CrossFit, and I'll, I'll back it up, but the reason why I don't like it is because you go into these CrossFit studios and you're immediately immersed in this CrossFit population, um, which people would say, like, it's cult-like. And I don't at all believe that. I think I think the workouts are amazing. But what it is, is it's the lack of coaching with the form. And I think Mm. form is so important with exercises, but also to throw someone in CrossFit where you're doing box jumps and rope climbs and rowers and all these things that it's like person starting from the beginning at square one isn't going to execute this exercise with proper form. So to just throw them in that, that nature right away is a little much. And I know it's gotten better over the years with form, but so, um, I mean, to answer your question, the CrossFit is much more technical, like specific exercises that they're doing to make it a CrossFit workout. And that's not at all what the guide is, or like there's no CrossFit involved. Got it. In it. Yeah. Got it. So I want to ask you, this is a very personal question, but so I kind of get in the routine of, I really love yoga. So I go to a couple yoga classes a week or I'll do yoga just at home, like YouTube videos. And mm-hmm. then I enjoy running, but I don't enjoy running a lot. Like it's really like three miles max. Like today I went a little over three miles and that was a lot for me. Like it's just yeah. usually three miles max. But I've really noticed that I kind of am in, like, you know how you said, if you kind of do the same thing over and over again, your body just is used to it. Yeah. I eat pretty healthy and I those are that's what I do a week. And I feel like I'm not seeing any gains. Like I'm not really gaining weight, but I'm also not losing any weight or toning up the way I want to. What do you suggest in the quickest way? I don't like, I don't know. I don't want to say quickest because I don't really like when most it's like- effective? Yeah, the most effective way to really tone up your body and just shed body fat. I think the easiest answer to this question is going to be to lift weights. Okay. Um, I think it's such a misconceived thing. Like if if women lift weights, they're going to get bulky. And I just did this whole um, blog series for Huffington Post about how lifting weights will not make you bulky mm-hmm. <laughs> because it is kind of the general misconception with women. And it, what it does is burns fat. So when we're talking about getting into our 30s, our metabolism changing, you might notice some fat stores in your body. Like for me personally, it's right underneath my butt or Mm -hmm. my outer thigh or right behind my armpit. You know, those areas where it's like, I can can see dimples and like, or cellulite or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so in my brain, instead of chalking it up to aging... Um, and saying like, all right, it's happening. Like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Old. It's gonna <laughs> happen. Um, I am very adamant about continuing to shock my body. And with that means you need to lift 
the weights, like yeah, lift okay. the weights, do that hip based training, something that's really spiking your heart rate and burning fat for hours after, not just minutes after. Like hmm. a steady state run, you are tapping into your fat stores to a certain point and then it's over. With hip based training, high intensity interval training, or lifting weights, you're burning fat for hours afterwards. And these are all in your guide, in your training guide. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, these are. Yep. Oddly enough, they are not to do like a promo shout out. No, but yeah. you will be lifting. Yeah, you'll be lifting, which you'll be doing HIIT workouts, um, which is really, it's going to maximize results, especially if you're used to doing steady state cardio. Like if this is, if your listeners are listening and they're saying, okay, um, I go to the gym and I do the elliptical and sometimes I do the treadmill and then sometimes I do yoga. These are all steady state type of activities where you are accessing your fat stores, of course, and you are doing something good for your body. You're moving your body, but you're not challenging your body. When I mean challenging, I mean like you finish doing 10 burpees, you can barely breathe. Mm -hmm. When you have to like physically catch your breath, that's when you're working hard enough to notice a change. I'm going to, I used to do that. Me and Liz did a while ago. We were lifting weights. Remember we go to those classes and we were lifting weights and I like definitely tried to work that into my routine. And I actually did feel really great. I felt very energized. I don't know why kind of, they kind of fell out of my weekly routine for a while. But right. I'm totally inspired to add it back because I have some weights sitting in my closet right now that I haven't touched there in months. You go. So there I just need you to go. dust them off. You know what I love about this training guide is I saw there's a version, a separate version for men. So yes. I, I just think that's great because a lot of times like there, this is so nerdy to be like, I like to work out with my husband. No, but it's not. We, no, it's not. Check out her Insta stories because she, I love when you have your husband in them working out with you. You also showed him like once of what he has in your fridge and I thought it was really funny. Um, hilarious yeah but okay sorry (laughs) no I mean like I don't know he's because I said like he's not really he hasn't done a lot with fitness so like and I've done more so I try to like motivate him and I also don't like to do things by myself so I like to have him there with me but there it's been hard for us to find stuff that like you know I love hip-hop dance I love it it's my favorite exercise to do ever because the moves change every like eight beats so I can't get ADD and bored with it but he's not gonna go you know shake his rear end with me because <laughs> totally. I mean I see guys there but that's not Zach's not one of he would not let go doing that <laughs> I'm like laughing because I'm like trying to picture him like you know when you can't everyone do it. does like the grind thing and they turn in the circle oh, he'd be God. great yeah <laughs> but anyway my point being I love that this is something that I feel like a couple could do together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I wasn't going to originally do it until one of my clients actually brought it to my attention, but I train a lot of husband-wife duos. That's kind of my thing, um, my niche. And so they immediately were like, well, okay, so I know my wife can do this, but like, I don't want to walk around the gym with a pink guy because yeah. I kept saying I kept saying to my uh, guy clients when I was creating the book I had to dial back on sessions with my clients because I physically just couldn't fit everything into a day right and with the priority being writing the book I had to say here's workouts do them on your own I know you got this now we've been training for nine years together so mm-hmm. give me a month and I'll be back in action next month so. When that happened, I would send them workouts from the guide. And one of the comments was like, hey, do you think you could make a color-coded guide that's a little more friendly for guys? And it clicked in my head. Oh my God, Danielle, you're so stupid. Like how, like you train, you train husband and wife duos all the time. And you have, and you know that husband and wives hold each other accountable. Partners, workout partners, life partners. I don't care what it is. It's like whoever you live with is probably it would be nice to do it with them. So the the reason really behind that was to create a more male-friendly color guide if you wanted to do it with your wife but did not want to carry the pink guide around at the gym by yourself or That's whatever, so you know? Does it have any different... Is it just like heavier weights or like a little... Yeah, yeah, it's exactly... It's heavier weights. So I actually did test it. I tested it on a husband wife who had incredible, incredible results. Um, and they did it together and they loved it, held them accountable. But what I did was I tweaked the weight after he did it 
and told me um, all his comments and feedback. I then went back into the guide and I tweaked the weight ranges and no exercises were tweaked. So you're going to see the same exact exercises, but I did tweak the weight ranges and the color scheme. Awesome. Color scheme is important. You have to feel masculine. You don't want to be carrying around a pink guide. Exactly. Um, So is this something then that beginners could do and feel pretty... I mean, like, what's your base level of athleticism got to be to do this? (laughs) Well, I... Uh, it's hard for me. I, I truly do believe uh, as a beginner, you can do this, definitely. Um, but I've also had actual results with people who are true, true beginners. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm basing my my facts off of is that I've had people come into the program that truly have been sedentary for a year or more who maybe have had a spotted athletic past or I used to be this and then I had a kid or, or whatever the right. case may have been. They did start at ground zero. And I do, I think it's important to mention this. It there are two weeks of preparation training in the guide. So technically eight weeks in total. But the mm-hmm. two weeks of prep training is gonna be for a true beginner. And then you can do the two weeks prep training and then move into the six weeks. Very cool. Well, this sounds like the perfect yeah. thing to I'm looking at I have a beach vacation planned at the end of August in the Caribbean. Awesome. Yes. So um I'm looking to maybe feel like I could get this started pretty soon. Yeah. I'm asking all oh these questions gosh, very absolutely. selfishly. <laughs> I can't wait no, to absolutely. dust off the weights in the closet and get back into some lifting and things like that. Um, we're ready to be toned. We're gonna be the toned wine and shine here for summer. Maybe have abs. I maybe love dream big. That. I love it. No, I would love for you girls to have the guide or do it together or even do like a giveaway to your followers. I, I would love... Oh my gosh, um, that's an idea. The more, the more hands I can get this into, the better. So awesome. That would actually be really cool. And if you're interested, we would completely do a giveaway for our listeners. I think that would be awesome. We've actually talked yeah. about, we're like, we need to do a giveaway. We yeah. need to do a giveaway. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a great prize though. <laughs> we didn't. And this one is amazing, except that I might pretend that I win the giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> and not give it to anybody you at know, all. Just tag yourself. Wine and shine wins. No, that's really a great idea. And uh, me and Liz can definitely chat after the episode and get in touch with you and see if we can come up with something fun. Tag, tag, yeah, yeah. tag yourself, and we'll see what we can get happening. Yeah, for sure. Let's just get an email going, and we'll we'll work out the details. Awesome. So fun. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me and letting me share my story. Oh my gosh, it was great. I wish that I would have come and seen you when I was in LA a few weeks ago. Like, I'm just going to hit up all of the people that have been on the podcast and just work out with them. That's my new goal. Absolutely. When when do you guys think, do you guys think you'll ever be back? Like, Liz, have you ever thought I've about coming over been. here? I've never been. I feel like after the experiences I've heard from Nina, like, I need to go. It was so fun. Yeah. You guys should go together and do a little West Coast like recording situation, you know? Wine and shine tour to the West Coast. Yeah. And just like have a list of, I don't know, 10 to 15 people come out on a weekend and just record back to back. Take all your favorite workout classes. Enjoy some beach time. We're like staring at each other like this is the most novel, wonderful idea. Why have we not thought of it before? Um, (laughs) Cody and I will definitely be back. We probably, our plan is to go probably once a year, just because he has some clients out there that he works with. And so our hope, our hope is to go once a year. I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not, but we'll see. So maybe I'll be back in a year next spring break. Who knows? Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, let me know if you're out here. We can go take Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay's Soul Cycle class. If I'm back, I will be at that Soul Cycle class. There is no doubt. And yeah. Liz, you for sure have to try. Yeah, it. and it sounds like a religious experience. So <laughs> it kind of Liz was. is like, God, I'm so out of the loop. What I am. Else? I know. Oh my goodness. Well, again, thank you so much. We cannot wait to share this with our listeners. And yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch via email, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Awesome. Oh, so, yeah. Time out yes. before we totally end. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at Danielle Pacenti. So that's uh, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, last name Pacenti, P-A-S-C-E-N-T-E. And I would say that's my most active 
social media. Um, but if you had any questions about training, you can just go to daniellepacenti.com to find uh, the training guide and so many other resources uh, if you're looking to get into health and wellness and uh, just take your take your health and wellness goals to the next level. There's lots of resources on the website. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thank you yeah. again and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, Wine and Shiners, we really hope that you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you guys could send us a review on iTunes, we would be so appreciative. It just really helps people find the podcast and just know what we're all about. So if you're enjoying it, give us some stars if you want and give us a rating and we would be forever thankful. Also, make sure you're talking to us on social media because that's where we are probably more often than we should be. Get at us on Instagram at Wine and Shine Podcast. We're also on Facebook if you just search Wine and Shine Podcast. And check out our blog. We've got a lot going on there lately. It's wineandshinepodcast.com. You can also listen to the episodes from there and send us any questions. There's a contact form. We'd love to hear questions or comments on episodes or ideas for guests. You know, we don't know everyone. We can't find everyone. So if you have something that you really want to hear us talk about or you know someone really great that's doing some inspirational things for women, send them our way. Totally. We would love to hear from you guys. But we are so, so excited for our event on May 6th in collaboration with the Wonder Jam here in Columbus. If you are from the area, please sign up. It's going to be a blast. We have Katie Dalebout, one of our previous um, podcast guests, Simi Bodich, Taylor Riggs. We're going to be, you know, really just focusing on how we all shine and just talking about what lights all of us up. And of course, we're going to have Taylor and Simi there with their books available to purchase and sign. It's just going to be an awesome time. Yeah, so if you want to sign up, you can go to Facebook and we have an event on our page. There's ticket information there. It's on Eventbrite. Or you can go to thewonderjam.com, check out their schedule, and they have the information there too, or their social media channels. Anyway, we just want to see you and hang out and connect with you and have a great time. So here's to another week. Keep shining. We'll catch you next week and talk to you soon. See ya. See ya.